Hi, it's Jesse, and this is a shout out to everyone who jumped on JoeFresh.com to get my limited edition matching family collection. It's been selling so fast. The baby romper, the kid set, and the dress are my obsessions for the summer. I am loving seeing them on your kids, and they're so affordable. The toddler dress is $16. That's why I bought 10 and smuggled them back into the U.S. illegally for my friend's kids. I shouldn't have said that on a recorded medium. Anyway, the Jesse Collection is out now in select stores and at JoeFresh.com. Get it before it's gone. Or before I'm gone. To jail. This week on Phone a Friend, Travis Kelsey loves Chipotle. Is that a red flag? Enrique Iglesias sings live and I am no longer attracted to him. TikTok is giving you new ways to avoid your husband. An interior designer to the stars, Martin Lawrence Boulard, spills mind-blowing secrets about designing homes for Kylie Jenner, RuPaul, Cher, and more. The number one request used to be a glam room. Now it is the sex room. We did get a request from a rather famous male star to do a sex room that looked like a black patent leather Chanel handbag. Let's pretend I'm not recording this at an Ikea desk and do this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Girl. Let's phone a friend with Jesse Crookshank. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Phone a Friend. I'm Jesse Crookshank. Phonies, I have missed you. First of all, I'll tell you this. I have something very big, very exciting that I cannot wait to announce next week. Actually, I'm very nervous to announce next week, but, you know, watch out for that. And... It's just, it's good to be back with you. I always have an existential crisis when I don't get to talk to you weekly. I'm just like not myself, mostly because how dare the news of a Gwyneth Paltrow ski accident, the musical, come out when I don't have a show to talk about it. But we'll get to everything we missed, won't we, Jason, my producer? We will. It's coming up. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello again. How are you? How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Relaxing. 
filling. Mm. Did you just eat until you had to unbutton the top of your <laughs> oh, yeah. pants? Definitely. That's yeah. not like a rare occasion for me, but yes, definitely. <laughs> That's just an average Thursday. It was another weekend. Yeah, no, for yeah. me too. How was yours? Mine was great. But in Canada, as you know, because you are also new to the United States, yeah. in Canada, Thanksgiving is like a literal meal. Here in America, Thanksgiving is a week. Kids get a full week off of school for Thanksgiving. So it's like seven days off for one night of eating. And like, uh, that's, I've never had that before. It's my first year with my kids in like public school. I did not know it was a full week and we didn't know what to do with these children for seven days. So we rented a big house with a pool in Palm Springs. And Jay, like, we literally just rotted in the pool for four days. <laughs> like, I, the, I still, my hair, I'm smelling it right now, still smells like chlorine. Like, I just marinated in the pool. And, like, that. let our kids watch movies. And, you know, that's all we did. Unwind. We unwound. Uh, it did occur to me as I was watching, like, Romy just sit in like a warm, pea-soaked area of the pool for four hours on end. I was like, you know what? Toddlers need to unwind too, okay? Uh The day-to-day grind of going to preschool and playing with Play-Doh, she needs a break. (laughs) So I gave her one. And the irony was, even though we were completely isolated from humanity for days, all three of my kids somehow came back sick. Romy is actually homesick today. And so this is what I thought. Jason, tell me if you approve. Okay. Instead of me just like telling you about the Thanksgiving break, why don't I ask Romy to do it? Okay, I love that. Because she's been watching Coco Melon for an hour and a half. So let's just give her a break and bring her in here. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, stand by. Ro, Ro? Roma? Hang on. Hi, Romy. Hi, Mommy. Romy, how was your Thanksgiving? Good. Good. What did we do for the Thanksgiving break? Uh... Swimming. We did go swimming. Where were we? At Broad Wings. At Palm Springs. And what else did we do there? What? Frozen. <gasps> we watched Frozen for the first time. And are you officially indoctrinated? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite song from Frozen? Let it go. Let it go. Can I hear a bit? Let it go. 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 Get a whole bag and let's sing in the microphone. Okay, yeah, go for it. Let it go. He was there. He was there. Beautiful. And Romy, in honor of the holidays, what would you like to wish the people listening? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> How kind. Happy. Giving. Gift giving? Yeah. Wow, that's a new one. Happy gift giving, everyone. Thanks, Romy. Can you open this? Yeah, I'll open that. It's floss, just what? for the listeners. It's a container of floss. Open it. Open it. I'll open it. Happy gift giving. <laughs> wow. This is, by the way, this is a two-year-old who clearly in her two years really understands the true meaning of the holiday season. And that, Jason, is (laughs) (laughs) gift-giving. Thank you, Romy. And that's it. That pretty much sums up the last week for me. And now the microphone has to be reset and the entire container of floss has been unspooled. Jason, it's been a week. It's been a week. 
Yeah. So much happened last week, and I have been so desperate to talk about it. Because, let's be honest, Evan won't listen to me discuss Lindsay Lohan's voiceover work in the new Mean Girls Walmart ad, and I needed to get some things out of my system. So I thought I would have Jason, my producer, put together a list of the hottest headlines from the last week, and I'm going to spontaneously give you all of my thoughts, feelings, reactions— but I'm scared because, Jace, I don't know what you chose, and I am not at all prepared. Okay. So should we do this? Yes. Okay. I love throwing you off. These are all the things we missed while we were dark over the Thanksgiving week. <clears throat> okay, number one, Gwyneth Paltrow's iconic ski trial has been adapted into a musical called Gwyneth Goes Skiing, and it's premiering in London next month. Okay, first of all, can you imagine how deeply upset I was when this popped up on my feed yeah. after we had put out our last episode. I was like, this is not okay. I sent the group chat, our group chat on this podcast. I was devastated that we couldn't talk about it. Second of all, this is absolute genius. The fact that you and I aren't the producers of this musical is a crime. The fact that this musical has made global headlines is also hilarious to me because but BT Dubs, this is not like a West End musical in London. This is like three like underground theater nerds who are putting this on in some like back room <laughs> black box theater. This does not deserve any press. But because right. they are the absolute geniuses that they are doing a musical about Gwyneth Paltrow's ski accident, it has it is international news. And, and for that, we applaud them. And I don't know. I mean, Jason, could we expense a trip to London to experience this for ourselves? Is that something that we could I would love to. That we could do if people are like, oh, I you flew to London to. to take in some theater. Was it Sunset Boulevard with Nicole Scherzinger? <laughs> Was it Hedda Gobbler in the West End? No, we went to see Gwyneth Goes Skiing at like the old pub down the street. <clears throat> okay. What's next? It's for sure to pop. Okay, next. TikTok comedian Matt Wright faces backlash over his domestic violence jokes in his Netflix comedy special. He responded to anyone he offended by posting an apology with a link to a website selling special needs helmets. I mean, yes. We have never talked about Matt Reif uh -uh. on this podcast. He is an incredibly hot, successful young male comedian who has really, like, used TikTok for what it— like, he has become famous on TikTok, and his entire fan base— I mean, I would say 90% of his fan base is, like, young women who are thirsty for him and are discovering comedy via him on TikTok. So for him to put out his big first Netflix special and start it, like, the first joke in the special, Jason, is some bad joke about a waitress getting a black eye. Like, it's yeah. not smart. There's nothing behind it. It's just, like, a domestic violence joke to, like, test the waters and see who he's offending in the crowd. And on the one hand, I really do believe that comedy should be a safe space. I think it's the one place that we should be allowed to make jokes that might be a little off-color as long as there is intelligence behind them. This one was just sort of dumb, if I'm being honest. Like, what? Like when your entire fan base is female, first of all, why would you make a joke about a, a woman being abused? And then to double down by linking to special needs helmets, that's when I was just bummed. Because I really thought this guy was like, and I still do think that he's sort of the next big thing in comedy, but that 
for me, was the nail in the coffin on this person and his, like, jawline and face. I I don't know. To make an ableist joke like that really is low, and it's, like, college humor, and it's, like, frat boy humor, and it's it's disappointing. Okay, next is, um, I'm sure you've seen this, Balenciaga is selling a $925 wraparound towel as a skirt, but don't worry, it comes with an adjustable belt on the inside and two buttons. Oh, good. Oh, good. So yeah. you are, if, if anyone was worried that this was like some kind of a fashion ripoff, you are getting your money's worth because there is an adjustable belt and two buttons. So it's, hmm, it's a few hundred dollars a button. Jason, this is the greatest shit I've ever seen. And by the way, phonies, so many of you slid this into my DMs. And again, I here I am sitting in a pool, unable to discuss it with anyone other than Evan, and also wrapping <laughs> myself in a towel that was not Balenciaga. But I think this is going to take off because this is like dumb enough for like Kim Kardashian to want to wear it to provoke. For me, this is going to be like the next big thing. We're going to see Anna Wintour next year walking around in a wraparound towel with two adjustable buttons. And that is fashion. And it's like, what's funny to me is it's not, it's like literally the towel you get at the gym. Right. With like the ribbing on it. Yeah, yeah. It's This is not like a high-end towel. This is a gym towel. You're absolutely right. And you know what's good about it is that if this look does take off, we can all recreate it very easily with a safety pin and a gym towel. You know what I mean? Okay. Next, Paris Hilton is sliving for her mom era, quote. <laughs> her Thanksgiving centerpiece was her surprise newborn daughter named London. Wait, go back. How is this? Was the daughter actually a centerpiece? Where does <laughs> it's an actual headline? A clever like her Thanksgiving sort of gift. Oh um, to my her family god! Was her surprise daughter because she keeps her surrogate pregnancies a secret from her family. So she literally walked out on Thanksgiving with a baby and yeah. was like, "Surprise! Here it is." Yeah. This is like absolute icon maneuver. How old is the other one? He's like 11 months, nine months. I mean, she has Irish twins, boy, girl, Phoenix and London. The only thing I want to say about London is like now that we've officially named the baby London, it has become clear that Phoenix is named after the city Phoenix and no one should even want to visit Phoenix, let alone be named after it. So that's a little unfortunate. But congratulations to Paris. We are sliving for your mom era, too. And I, you know what? I hope you did just pop that baby in the center of your Thanksgiving table as a centerpiece. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, chic. I actually don't know if she's shared any pictures. No, I have no, not seen not this yet. baby. Well, after what happened when she shared pictures of Phoenix, I mean, she's probably going to keep that baby secret for a minute. I know. And if you look at her Instagram, like every photo since then, she has like a little hat on him or something. Like <gasps> you can tell it bothers her. It, it you think she's heart. insecure about Phoenix's head size now? Or like, I think she just wants to avoid the commentary on it. So she like. Maybe she's just trying to keep him warm. Yeah, that too. We love that she keeps sharing him though, because he is so cute and truly like. I'm just, any mom who's going to share pictures of themselves with a blowout and a baby, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the last one. Mm. Mean Girls, Lacey Chabert and Amanda Seyfried yes. reunite for another Walmart commercial promoting Black Friday deals. Yes. And by the way, we didn't even, we didn't talk about the first no. one, did we? Okay. So let's just dive right in. First of all, hearing the Lindsay Lohan 
raspy voiceover under that initial Walmart ad was like a warm hug. Sure, the voiceover sounds the same as it did in the original Mean Girls, and, and like, that really made me feel great. Also, how have we not reunited these people until now? Like, is Walmart the only one who had the budget to do it? And God bless them for doing it. Third, where is Rachel McAdams? Like, I'm sorry. Was she too expensive, too busy, too big? Because Amanda Seyfried also has an Oscar nomination. So I feel like mm-hmm. you could have gotten your ass over to the Walmart ad too. Okay, Rach? That's all I'm saying. And I love these. And listen, now I'm going to pop over to get some Black Friday deals at Walmart because <laughs> Amanda Seyfried is still funny. Lacey Chabert is still lovable. And I'll do anything they tell me to. And you know what is... For some reason, like that quoting the movie, like when she, when Karen's like, I have a fifth sense, like it's not yes. stupid or cringy for some reason. Like I, li- I like it. No, me too. Like, I feel like they did a quote. good job. Yeah. They did a good job of integrating it. And you know what is shocking? Like now I'm like, well, maybe I wanted a Mean Girls sequel because Walmart has the audacity to be like, oh, the Lacey Chabert character has kids now and she's in an interracial relationship and Amanda Seyfried is a weather. Like they've created these full storylines around these characters. They've brought them into 2023. Yeah. And dare I say, I want more. Yeah, you're right. They did mm. create whole backstories for this Walmart commercial. Yes. I will say I'm almost more into these Walmart ads than I am the new Mean Girls, the musical trailer. And that's the elder millennial in me. You yeah. know what I mean? I lean more towards the original cast now having children than I do the young, hot TikTokers singing. Agreed. Okay. Thank you. And that's everything we missed. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. Do you want to do the what's next? And You need to do it. No, you have to say it. What's next? (laughs) What's next? (laughs) Oh, let me tell you what's next, Jay. I would like to roll right into something else that happened last week that, Jason, you curiously omitted from your list. And that was the unearthing of Travis Kelsey's old tweets. Because let me tell you, as a long time three months lover of this hunky, beefy oaf, when I saw the headline, Travis Kelsey's old tweets resurface, my heart dropped. I thought, this is it. This man has definitely said something problematic, something racist, homophobic. Maybe he made a joke about special needs helmets or domestic violence and... She's going to have to break up with him, and our global love affair with the Mary and Joseph of our time will be over. <laughs> but to my delight, the only thing problematic about these tweets is how shockingly dumb they are. I mean, at this point, Jason, you've seen all of them. Yeah. You've read them all. I'll just go through a few highlights. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Highlights include... <sighs> Up at Olive Garden with Papa. Had to grab the fettuccine with the chicken Alfredo. Hashtag schmackin'. <laughs> Jason, have you ever used hashtag schmackin' no, at the end I, of a tweet? Okay. I don't even know well, what that is. Consider trying it. I just gave a squirrel a piece of bread and it straight up smashed all of it. I had no idea they ate bread like that. Ha ha. Hashtag crazy. The moon looks crazy tonight. I'm going to chill out here for a little and just vibe to the scenery. 
It should be noted that the word scenery is spelt wrong. Scenari. Peace <laughs> is also spelt wrong. Pais. Squirrel is spelt with a, an S and a Q, and then it's really just a random assortment of consonants. And there are seven separate tweets where he spells the name of his favorite restaurant, Chipotle, Chipotle. <laughs> Jason. If you are a brilliant singer-songwriter, a globally revered poet, or you know what? If you're just Jason, my producer, and these are your man's tweets from 13 years ago, how do you feel? I mean, I want to be empathetic because mm. there was a time where we just tweet dumb shit. Yes. You felt like you had to, and it doesn't yes. make sense. And then looking back, you're like, oh, that's like really cringy and awkward. Right. But it's the... It's like the spelling and the grammar for me when you're putting something out there permanently is what bothers me the most. Okay, yes. But this is the thing. I like 100% agree. These were written at, I don't know, 2010 is sort of, we're, we're like, it's Not the dawn of Twitter. <laughs> uh, right, right. I feel like people were still trying to figure out what it was and how to use it. He's 21 at the time. Ironically, these were all tweeted when he was in college, but during a year that he was suspended from the football team for failing a marijuana test. And at 21, we have all failed marijuana tests and or tweeted dumb shit. So that doesn't bother me. I think it is the spelling that is tough for me, Jay. Because yeah. if you can't spell peace or squirrel while you're in college, there's no way you're learning how to do it when you're out, okay? Like, my intellectual capacity has declined steadily every year since graduating from university. I'm like a hundred times dumber now than I was then. So if Chipotle is your starting place, I'm just a little nervous for where we're at now, you know? I'm nervous for Tay because she is someone who makes award-winning art with words, and she's with someone who can't make a tweet with words. And that's all it is for me. I should also mention that there were actually some problematic tweets that were instantly deleted last week by him or someone on his team. Some were fat shaming women. A few were calling cheerleaders from certain teams ugly. They weren't cute. But I will give a pass for those because, again, Jason, 2010, if you were to, like, yeah. God forbid, unearth some of my tweets from 2010, Lord knows what you would find. And for the purposes of this exercise, I did just that. No, you did your not. your Twitter, yes. I went no, you did not. Deep into your Twitter <gasps> account no! to find just a couple no. amazing tweets that you've tweeted, real ones. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to read them to you. They're not that bad. Okay. Disclaimer. So okay. nothing homophobic or racist or anything like that. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. But out of context, I'm, <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh, God. Okay. <sighs> I don't work with children or animals, just unicorns. I wrote that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is no so context, dumb. No photo. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Fifty Shades Darker is the best comedy of 2017. Am I trying to be funny? Is this a, is that, was that a joke? <laughs> this uh, is horrifying. But you spelled everything right. Okay, thank you so much. You spelled yeah. everything correctly That's so far. so embarrassing. Okay. okay. Here's another one. Don't bother sending me anything on Valentine's Day unless you send it to my office so everyone knows how loved I am. <laughs> 
mean, that's not not true. That's like, I remember Evan would send me, this is when we were long distance. I'm sure this is what this was about. Like Evan would send me roses and stuff on Valentine's Day to my apartment. And I would be like, please direct these to the office, okay? I want people to see me getting flowers. So that one I'm not as mad at. Okay. This one's relatable still to this day. Okay. Okay. You know you're old when Vegas autocorrects to vegans. Oh my God. It is still so embarrassing. (laughs) (sighs) Because I'm trying to be funny. Like these are, I'm really trying to land a joke here and they're not funny. (sighs) Okay, last one. Okay. Last one. It's true. I was on Degrassi. Just one of many things I have in common with Drake. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, listen, like that's why Twitter is hard because sometimes a, a delivery is everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, let me just, here we go. What was that one? That one was, it's true. I've been on Degrassi. Thank you. It's just one of the many things I have in common with Drake. Like, we can get away with that. That sort of like, you throw that away, it's fine. But when it is placed in a single tweet and then read aloud by Jason, my producer, it just doesn't land the same. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. But they're not that bad. They're not, they're not that bad. At least I don't have any that are like, nap time! Exclamation yeah. point, exclamation point, exclamation <laughs> yeah. point. <gasps> wow. Well, Jason, thank you so much. <laughs> Truly, I could have been canceled, but I was not, not as bad as I thought. And I will say, you used to love live tweeting, like award shows. Like There was a lot of Golden Globes. Really? I, yeah, I kind of miss the live tweeting culture of like award shows. Does, does anyone do that anymore? I think they do. I oh, think okay. they do. You you and I are like retired I, from Twitter yeah. slash X, right? Like I never, I think people still very much do. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. I used to live tweet because do you remember when live tweeting was like the only way to rally people around watching something? Mm-hmm. So anytime I had a show coming out, part of my contract was I would have to live tweet it, which oh. is so embarrassing when you're live tweeting your own shit. You're like... Ever, is everyone watching me? Like, did, did you like the joke I made? Like, it's that's very hard to do. But I think famously, that's how, like, Scandal blew up, is that the cast would all come together and live tweet it. That was a real, yeah. that was an art form yeah. back in 2010. Nap time! <laughs> uh, can I add a Travis Kelsey footnote, Jason? I'm sure you're ready to move on from Travis Swelsey, but I never am. I, I won't ever be. Okay. So could I? Yes, yes. Because he was also on the cover of the Wall Street Journal magazine when we were off last yeah. week. Did you see that? Yeah. Okay, I just want a very quick standing ovation for whoever styled him. Because he is no longer out here looking like a member of BTS. He is in knits. He is in Cardi's. He's giving David Beckham roasting chicken in a woodsy manse in the Beckham documentary. And that's how I'd like him to stay. But I digress. In the article, I just want to say this. He talks openly about Taylor Swift, which is like uh, just such a joy. He's so unguarded about it, and we love him for that. And one of the things he says is, quote, being around her, seeing how smart Taylor is, has been fucking mind-blowing. I'm learning every day. By the way, he spelt smart (laughs) S-M-E-R-T. It's weird because it was a verbal interview, but it still came out that way. Anyway, this quote, 
has Swifties friendship bracelets in a knot. The entire internet exploded with that quote and girls saying like, ladies, take notes. Get yourself a man who thinks you're smart. We stand a man who's into our brain. Feminism. And I'm like, yes, ladies, girls, yes. Getting yourself a man that thinks you're smart is the bare minimum for what you should be looking for. Your man should first and foremost think that you are smart. Why are we out here celebrating this? Like, if your man doesn't at the very least think you're smart or even smart, S-M-E-R-T, you need to walk out the door and find a better man, okay? Who is probably somewhere tweeting at Chipotle. (laughs) <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Thanks, Trav. Nap time. What's next? What's next? Okay. Hmm. I've been waiting, I, I want to say upwards of 16 days to discuss this. The holy trinity of phone-a-friend icons, Pitbull, Ricky Martin, and Enrique Iglesias, stopped in Toronto and Montreal on their tour to sing live, and something went terribly wrong. We heard Enrique Iglesias sing live. Jason, have <laughs> you heard the viral clips from this concert? Yes. I have. Well, in case uh, any of the phonies out there have not, I think it is actually my contractual duty to play them for you all. Here he is singing, I like it. What a falsetto. Okay, and wait, just take this vocal in on a skate. Up and down, the maybe this thing will Jason. This is like actually possibly worse than me singing karaoke drunk at 3 a.m. in 2006. <gasps> so now people are like coming to his defense. They're speculating maybe he had apparently he had pneumonia a few weeks prior. Like people are saying, oh, his vocals are tired from a grueling tour. Mm. Right. This is what I think happened. In fact, I'm like 99% sure. He <laughs> thought he was singing to a track. And the track just didn't play. So we just got pure, unfiltered Enrique. Because a lot of singers, and Taylor Swift does this in her Eras tour, Beyonce does it, like they pick songs or parts of songs to sing 100% live and then other parts to sing along with to a track. And someone is out there to mix them beautifully live so you would never know. But fucking fire that Canadian on the Montreal mix team because there was no track. Enrique clearly thinks there is because he's thrusting and gyrating and bilamosing his heart out. (laughs) And that's like the best part. He is up there on stage thrusting like Enrique while singing like Elmo. (laughs) It's really unreal. I did a show here uh, in LA on the CW called Oh Sit. Thank you. Probably one of the shows that I had to live tweet throughout. And we had live performances on each episode. And Sean Kingston performed on one. You remember Sean Kingston? I remember of... Sean Kingston. Okay. Yeah. Mm. If you need me to jog your memory. Can we just say 
first and foremost, you telling a girl you're suicidal because she broke up with you? Like, what? (laughs) In 2007, that's pop music. In 2023, that is a mental health crisis. Okay, we need an intervention. It is time to get some psychological help, honey. Second, if that's the vocal on the original track with sweetening and production, you can imagine that when our editors pulled out the track and isolated his audio that he was singing into the mic on the show, it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life, Jason. Literally, it was like, beautiful girls, um, you want to know you got me suicidal, suicidal. (laughs) It was wild. And I had the recording like that I recorded from the edit bay on my phone for a long time. It was like my party trick. Did I ever play it for you? Yes. Oh, anyone I would encounter for like a a good six months, I'd be like, hey, want to hear Sean Kingston live? And I would just play it to (laughs) anyone who would listen because it was so funny. But I did have to delete it due to that being highly unprofessional. Either way, Enrique Iglesias... I have openly discussed on this very podcast, spending $800 to see you live. And I think, unfortunately, after seeing these videos, I might have to save my money on this one. Phonies, if you were there, please phone us. Please tell us everything. Enrique, sing us into the next segment. If I asked my dad, my 75-year-old dad, to do this song, like, in karaoke, he would sound better. Okay, sorry. What's next? What's next? Ooh, Canadian fashion icon, legend, queen, Linda Evangelista famously said, I won't get out of bed for less than $10,000 a day. And I just read, when I looked that up today, I, I read that that quote has been described as the let them eat cake of our time. Agree, Jason? Agreed. Mm-hmm. 33 years later, she is bringing the quote heat again. When the UK Sunday Times asked her if she'd be interested in dating again at age 58, she said she is not interested and quote, I don't want to hear somebody breathing. I love this. I mean, <laughs> I feel like you sort of agree, Jason. Oh, I agree so hard. <laughs> You are the Linda Evangelista of our time. Thank you. You're so welcome. And I know you're like on the verge of getting cool sculpts. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like, it's so, it's true. I can't even deny it. No. Did you watch the Supermodels documentary yet? No, not yet. You've been telling me to watch this every week. I know. You loved it. So good. I've watched it twice already. Oh, my God. I have to. I have to. It's on HBO? Apple. Just like I said, Apple. Okay. Yes, I have to watch it. And I know Jeannie Becker is in it. Yeah. Okay. A lot. She's in it a lot. Okay, great. Okay, great. So I will watch that. I will dedicate my Christmas holiday to watching the Supermodels documentary. In the meantime, please don't get a botched Morpheus 8 procedure, okay? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So not only did Linda give us another timeless quote for the ages, but it brings us seamlessly to what's hot on TikTok. What's hot on TikTok? The Scandinavian sleep method has taken over TikTok with TikTokers proclaiming it could save marriages. 
Now, if you haven't popped over to Copenhagen recently and you haven't heard of the Scandinavian sleep method, I'll let a TikToker with severe vocal fry explain. My husband and I love Copenhagen. We've been a bunch of times, and every time we go, I say, when I get home, I'm going to give our house a Copenhagen-inspired makeover. And then the most exciting part is we're going to be doing the Scandinavian sleep method. So in Copenhagen, not once have I slept with one duvet. It is always two twins, and we sleep so good. Like, no one's fighting over blankets. Nobody's too hot or too cold. It's absolutely amazing. But this is just absolutely the comfiest way to sleep. I 10 out of 10 recommend it. It could save marriages. Bye. Jason, she 10 out of 10 recommends that. <laughs> it could save your marriage. Thank you so much to that TikToker. So just so I'm understanding things, silent walking is just walking, and the Scandinavian sleep method is just sleeping with two duvets instead of one. My initial reaction was like, is this 10 out of 10? Is this going to save my marriage? And then I read the comments. 3.3 million people have watched this video, and the comments are, like, flooded with people raving about this sleep method, okay? So you still have to share a bed with your partner. Sorry, Linda. You'll still hear breathing. But instead of fighting over the duvet or, like, feeling your partner moving or sharing the same sweaty air under there, you have your own little sleep cocoon. Jace, are you into this? I love this. Ah! <laughs> Wait, why? Go on. It's nice to have your own space, blanket, area. So would you incorporate the Scandinavian sleep method? Yeah. Okay. And would your partner be into it? Yeah. Okay, good. Because apparently sleep divorce is another trend on the rise, which is partners actually sleeping in different rooms. This is something that Evan has repeatedly expressed a desire to do. Unfortunately for him, we do not have enough rooms in the home for him to have his own room. But if we did, you better believe he would be moving the <laughs> fuck out. I wonder if he would settle for the Scandinavian sleep method. Should we ask him? Yes, 100%. Should I drag him? We've already had a Romy appearance here. Okay, he's like currently nursing our sick daughter and like sucking snot from her nose. Let me see if he's available. Ev? Hi. Hello. How's Romy? Right now? Yes. He's not doing well. <laughs> no. It's not. It's not. Bloody nose. How about, remember the time last night when you snot sucked her and you forgot to put the filter on so it went right mm -hmm. up into your mouth? It was mouth. one of the most darkest moments of my yeah. life. Yeah, okay. So um, we are talking about the Scandinavian sleep method, which is like a hot thing on TikTok. Have you heard of this? Nope. Of course you haven't. So it is when you put, instead of one duvet— you would put two duvets. So, like, you would have your own twin duvet. I would uh, have my own twin duvet. Separate. We're still sleeping on mm -hmm. the same bed. Thoughts, feelings, reactions. I'm controversially pro anything that is separating the sleep and sleep experiences. I'm pushing slowly towards separate bedrooms. I already discussed this. Yeah. Do you know what this is called? What? Sleep divorce. <laughs> That's uh, harsh, but okay, I understand. I yeah. said if we had enough rooms in the house for you to have your amicable, own bedroom. Amicable sleep divorce. You would have civil. your own bedroom. Yeah. No uh, alimony necessary. No. Joint custody. So you're into trying to twin. Yeah. I don't think we have a problem with temperature uh, duvet situations. I just think it's more like a space encroachment issue like probably most couples. What do you mean a space encroachment just, issue? We start on separate sides of the bed, and then by the end of the night, I, I'm in 10% sliver, and you've you know, come 90% into my territory. Oh, okay. It's your territory. And I push you and shove you away. Yeah, and, okay. And you just creep right back. And do I disrupt you with my 700 trips to the bathroom? That's the worst. I wake up 20 times in the night because you, get, you, you pee that many times. Which, well, I have a petite bladder, Evan. I can't relate. 
It's real bad. Okay, so here's the thing. I just ordered Rio and Dre, their very own brand new twin duvets. Would you be open to trying this? Sure. And I will report back next week. Absolutely. I'm into anything that's, you know, the separation of church and state. And I'm into anything that's hot on TikTok. So we're going to try the Scandinavian sleep method. We will report back. And that's what's hot on TikTok. Actually, why don't you say it? Just say that's what's hot on TikTok. That's what's hot on TikTok. (laughs) Sleep divorce. Wait, don't go anywhere. Can I ask you another question? Okay. Pop quiz. When we go to bed at night under our basic one duvet, if I watch anything on my phone, what am I watching? Architectural Digest Home Tour. That is absolutely correct. Thank you so much, Evan. You are dismissed. <laughs> to go wipe the snot from our daughter's face aye, aye. as she watches Coco Melon. Evan, everybody. Wow. 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 Okay, he is right. And this is something I am shocked that has not come up on this podcast yet. I am obsessed with Architectural Digest celebrity home tours. Like when a new one drops on YouTube, I stop everything to watch it. Late at night, I will curl up and watch not just the new ones, the old ones that I've seen before. I'll just re-watch them. I'm that obsessed. And many of these fabulous homes are designed by Martin Lawrence Ballard. He is an icon, an award-winning interior designer. He's worked with every A-list celebrity from Cher to Elton John to Kylie Jenner to Christina Aguilera. He just released his fourth book. It's called Star Style. It features never-before-seen images of the homes of some of his biggest celebrity clients. And somehow he's agreed to take my call to talk all about it. So let's phone a friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. I can't believe I'm saying this. I am phoning Martin Lawrence Ballard, the man who has designed homes for Hollywood's most rich and famous, not to mention he's consistently named among the world's top 100 interior designers by Architectural Digest. He has stories. I have questions. And I'm hoping he doesn't look too closely at my home in my Zoom backdrop. Hello. Hello, Martin. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) As I was calling you, I was trying to visualize where you would be. I thought you might be in the middle of like picking out swatches and drinking Mai Tais at Elton John's house. Was I correct? Well, I just finished that, actually. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, Martin Lord, like I am obsessed with you. You, I've been such a fan of your work for so long. You have worked with basically every single person with an IMDb page in Hollywood. And now you've compiled some of your favorite celebrity home designs in a new book called Star Style. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually, it's kind of, it's been 10 years since I put out a book. And it's also my 30-year anniversary in this industry, which is insane. Mm. And so I decided I wanted to do a book that really represented who I am today and all the amazing, extraordinary people I've gotten to work with. So, yeah, there's all the Kardashians in there, Cher, supermodels like Winnie Harlow, RuPaul. It's a a fun book. Ah, and just to clarify, they all know that you were in their homes taking pictures and printing them in a coffee table book, correct? Oh, yes, they do, because all the stories have been on magazine covers too, so we're good. (laughs) Mm, We're good. But you did save some exclusives for the book, right? We're going to see some spaces that we've never seen before. You are. You're seeing spaces you've never seen before. You're see, you're getting information that, you know, really intimate information about how we got to the design process, why it's so personal to the star. And it's for anybody that's a design lover and also anybody that, that, that loves 
the glitz and glamour of Hollywood. This book kind of contains all of that. Mm. And, and I'm known not to have a style of my own. I create for my clients. I create for their personality. I want to make a set, a stage set for them to star on at home. And that's really what this book shows. I love that. First and foremost, I would love to know what is the biggest difference between working with celebrities like a Cher or a Kardashian versus basics like me. You are not a basic. Oh, please. I'm literally sitting in front of a closet I had put together out of Ikea kitchen cabinetry. So it's, a, it's a, the, the difference is vast. Well, you're more talented than I am because I, I could never put anything together that comes out of Ikea Oh, sorry. Oh, did I say God. I put together? I meant hired a gentleman oh. off task rabbit to put together. But no, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what is the difference when you're working with an A-list celebrity? You, you know, the difference with a celebrities are just like the rest of us. They're just normal people. They're just like all of us. It just so happens that they can't really go down to the corner shop to get a pint of milk mm. because they're going to get mobbed by, you know, 300 people on the way. Mm. So you have to create homes that are really sanctuaries. Places that, that, that offer them all of the, the luxury, the necessity of their lives, whether that is a home theater, whether it's a gym, whether it's a spa, whether it's a glam room, whether it's a sex room, whatever it is, we're making it for them so they don't even have to leave their compound when they don't want to. And don't worry, we shall be discussing the sex rooms. That will come up later in this conversation. Teaser. Okay, so now I need to know about your approach. Like, you're hired by Cher. She invites you over. What is the first step? Does Cher give you a mood board on Pinterest? Like, does she give you free reign? How do you begin to talk about it? You know, when I first met Cher, it was amazing. I was summoned to her extraordinary <gasps> mansion in, in Malibu. Mm. And- and ushered up a very grand staircase to her yeah. private, her private apartments. Really, she 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 always had sort of a, a bedroom with a living room and a lounge and a whole thing. Uh. So I was ushered up to this extraordinary suite, and suddenly a dark red velvet curtain is pulled back, and there appears Cher, her black <sighs> hair to her waist, a a skin tight bodysuit, one diamond feather earring that touches her shoulder and a, and, a, and a flick of that legendary hair and there she was um I, wait i'm so, i need to stop you to do this <laughs> sorry that is that was an air horn sound effect for that description that is exactly how i want share to be revealed to you in all contexts go on yeah amazing amazing and um she basically said to me I want to live like the first wife of a Maharaja. And I said, well, why the first wife? She said, because the first wife gets all the luxury and the pick of the pack. So that led me to think, okay, well, we're going to create an Indian palace for her. I'm going to create something so exotic, so wild, so sexy, that, that, that she really does feel like she is starring on her own set. So I went to Jaipur in India. And I purchased the facade of an Indian palace, oh. brought it back, and used all the parts to create this extraordinary penthouse for her. And that was the start of our, well, it's almost, I guess it's like almost 20-year relationship now of, of working with each other on all these various homes and, and redoing homes over the years. Malibu I've redone three times now, actually. Her Malibu home? Yeah, which, by wow. the way, 
is on the market. Just in case you fancy a little pad, it's, I think oh. it's eighty-five million. Eighty-five mil. Okay, I can I can do all cash if she's interested. That's great. <laughs> Good to know. And designed by you, so that increases the value exponentially. Right. Yeah. <gasps> Okay. So, you know, you talked about how your approach is mirroring essentially your client's personality, right? You want each home to be a reflection of its owner. So I would love to name a few more celebrities you've worked with. And as as quickly as you can, I want you to sort of describe their personal design style and then what parts of that personality you mirrored in their homes. Sound good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's go with RuPaul. So Ru, obviously the world's most famous drag queen. Uh-huh. Um, he is a passionate design enthusiast, but he loves the glamour of Hollywood. Mm. And so for him, we really touched on 1940s old movie star kind of glamour, you know, that real sort of mummy dearest experience. Yes. High Hollywood glamour, Hollywood Regency, in fact, is, is the term used for his decor. Mm. And of course, 26 disco balls in his ballroom is the ultimate moment of expression. Is that you? Do you go to him and say, I'm thinking we should have not one, but 26 disco balls in the living room? I actually said 27. Unfortunately, <laughs> we couldn't get the last one up. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, there's something <laughs> off about this living room, Martin. Oh, wow. Okay. And wait, didn't you take out bedrooms to create his closet? Yeah, it was a seven-bedroom house. It's now a one-bedroom house (gasps) with a 5,000-square-foot closet. Because, after all, where does a boy keep his 3,000 ball gowns? No, I mean, with the timeless question. Where? (laughs) Where? That boy's closet is twice the size of my home that I live in with three children. (gasps) Wow. Okay, Uh, let's go Elton John. So Elton and David... They are extraordinary art collectors. Mm. And so their home is really created to display their art. And he and David have formulated these beautiful homes that are, you know, odes to their passion for photography, fine art, amazing art glass collections. It's all about their collections. Mm. And you somehow protect them from their young twins. Is that also a part of the assignment? Not not twins, two, two boys. But yes, I mean, you know... They live in their homes. They live with their stuff. I think when you're brought up surrounded by beautiful things or fragile Mm. things, Mm. you learn early on to be careful. But they're not precious. They're not precious with any of this. You know what I mean? Wow. They live life in a in a really true and authentic way. Extraordinary people. I love that. Okay, Kylie Jenner, whose home is featured in Star Style. Kylie. Kylie's job. Um is the biggest interior design job in history, meaning meaning the amount of views it got. It got 1.6 billion views (gasps) within the first three days of being released to the world, which is 1 billion views more than any other design story in history. Wow. Pretty wild. wild. (laughs) That's huge. Um, So Kylie was amazing because when you're working with, she was 21 when I worked with her, when you're working with a 21-year-old billionaire. Mogul. Pretty wild thing. Um, By the way, She's a very smart businesswoman. Mm. She's totally on the ball. She's really involved in, 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 in all aspects. And the most fun thing for her was that I got to design, you know, not frivolously, but with fun in mind. A young house, you want to have fun, you want to party it up, it wants to be cool. Yes. And so did things like her dining chairs, for instance. She had uh, uh, 24 dining chairs around her dining table. She liked big dinners. Um all those family coming over, my God, you need 24 chairs. Yes, I mean, just for the grandchildren alone. Each one of the chairs was the leather 
was custom dyed to match a shade of a lipstick from her lip kits. So very personalized details throughout that house. Wow. <gasps> well, I'm currently wearing a Kylie. No shame. I'm currently wearing Kylie lip kit on my lips right now, and it's a pink, so it is very possible that she has a chair custom, you know, dyed to match my lips. Martin, exactly. You are indeed yeah. wearing the third chair to the left in her dining room. <laughs> That's what I thought when I put it on this morning. That house is so spectacular. I'm not surprised it blew up the internet in that way. Okay, what about a, sort of like a, a more subdued Chloe Kardashian's home? Yeah, so Chloe's number one request is comfort. Mm. She, you know, she's really tall, Chloe. Um, and so she loves very deep furniture, big, deep couches. Oh. She loves very luxurious fabrics. She's really really loves comfort. And so that's a very important thing to her. She's also extremely neat, extremely organized. Mm. Everything really has its place. She knows if I go and would have like, you know, four M&Ms out of her candy jar, she'd know and they'd have to come no. and be replaced immediately. Yeah, yeah. I, right. Okay, can we talk about that walk-in snack pantry? Is it as dreamy as I imagine in person? Uh, amazing. Amazing. By the way, Chloe is bone thin and gorgeous. I don't think she ever eats one snack out of that closet. <laughs> That's why it always looks so flawless. Okay, that explains a lot. Thank you, Martin. Okay, let's just shift gears to like a Sylvester Stallone. Oh my God, I just installed Sylvester's house in Palm Beach. <gasps> he and Jennifer Flavin, his wife, are uh-huh. just amazing. I mean, amazing. I was a bit scared actually to be in with. I was like, oh my God. Sylvester Stallone, is he going to be like, you know, sort of Rambo or something around the house? I mean, is he just going to be running the stairs in a sweatsuit? He is so fun. He's the sweetest man. Within 10 minutes of meeting him, he was showing me pictures of himself in white leather hot pants and full-length fur coats in the 70s. I was like, you are so my man. (laughs) (laughs) But Martin, that's also you, because within 10 minutes of meeting you, I also want to show you pictures of me in hot pants. So, like, (laughs) you you have a warmth that allows people to open up. I'm wearing hot pants now, so... (laughs) Just below the frame of this Zoom. (laughs) Um, So, so anyway, Sylvester and Jen, they are absolutely wonderful people. Their home is very, very modern. Mm. It's light-filled. It's got wonderful sort of energy. Now, Sylvester Stallone is a major art collector. He has Picassos, he has Bankses, he has wow. he has people like Steve Johnson, very edgy, very modern art. He's a passionate art collector, as well as being a truly amazing artist. You know, he's a real artist, he's a real painter. Huh. Um, and so he was shocked that in when we hung all of his art, his George Condos and all these amazing things he owns, I hung one of his own pieces amongst all of them because it was that good. Wow. And that's not blowing smoke up his butt. Yeah. I really think it's good. So, yeah, amazing. He's an amazing man. Wow. And did I see this is just coming to uh, the depths? 95% of my brain is just Architectural Digest home tours or interior design photos I've seen on the internet. And now I'm recalling that he has a a rocky or had a rocky statue over his pool. Is that in a previous home? (laughs) Did that come to the new house? In in his old house that is now sold, obviously, to Adele. Yes, Um, obviously. Adele, I'm sure Adele probably wanted that 30-foot rocky. However... We brought it with us. Rocky <gasps> now lives in their screening room in the corner of the bar area, wow. very proudly, like, punching his old fists in the air. I, mean, I it's love a, that. It's amazing. 
his screening room I've actually done sort of an ode to his career. It has all these amazing Rocky and Rambo and all these amazing props and things from the movies he's done. Um, and it's so cool. We did it in a very subtle way, but it's so cool. Although oh. the 30-foot bronze statue of Rocky is not that subtle. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that would be a little bit on the unsubtle side. But please, you need some of that sometimes too. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could like literally ask you about 150 more people. I, but here's some just rapid fire general questions. Yeah. Which celebrity had the biggest budget or even more baller, no budget? Oh, wow. You know, Winnie Harlow, the supermodel, yes. I did her first ever home. She's Canadian very Canadian icon. And, you know, and we and we had a relatively small budget for her, like a budget I never normally would ever take on. But it was the most amazing thing because it made me be really creative and get really wildly involved in finding all the, all the little stores on every, like, main street out there to find great design things that we brought in kind of did a little cocktail shake and mix with it all. Oh. And it looks like she spent millions of dollars. It really does. Yeah, she really didn't. So I'm quite wow. proud of that, actually. And it was a great, it was a great, um, uh, you know, journey for me to kind of get back to my roots, really, to know how to do that. Mm. So that was really, really fun. Biggest budget ever. Biggest budget ever wasn't a, a celebrity. It was a, um, a business lady who spent $26 million with me. I mean, uh, and the fact that it was a lady, I'm here for it. <gasps> okay, has anyone ever asked for something that you really disagreed with, that you hated? How do you, you know, tell a celebrity no without hurting their potentially fragile feelings? Yeah, somebody once asked me, they were a car collector, they asked me to gold leaf their entire garage, floor, walls, ceiling. So when they drove in in their gold Lamborghini, they were surrounded by a glow. And oh. I just thought it was too vulgar to do it. You know mm. what I mean? I just didn't, I, it just felt like there are people hungry in the world. And I'm putting, you know, $100,000 of gold on a floor that's going to mm. get a car rolling over it. Right. So I literally said, look, I said, I'm sure that this is kind of a, a dream of yours, but I think it's really not good. And I think it is bad for the environment. And it's a really bad impression on you and the way you spend your money. Good for you. And they changed the plan? Yeah, we did it all black with mirrors. Uh, I mean, there you go. There you go. See? <laughs> Who has the tightest home security, Martin? Oh, wow. I mean, right now, most of my celebrity clients, all the billionaire clients, all have major security. You know, the world is scary right now. Yes. Um, you know, in LA, there's all sorts of break-ins and all sorts of craziness going on. So security is a major major thing mm. um obviously all of the kardashians you know they, they have life threats and kidnapping threats and all sorts of craziness so they all have major security they have guards at their doors it is not easy living the life of a celebrity mm. people think oh it's flicks and glamour and money everywhere and champagne you know what there are life threats there are crazy people you you, you have to have bodyguards you can't go anywhere on your own there's a price to pay for everything in life. Yeah. I mean, I once went to a wedding at the home of Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck when they were married at the time. And I was I found it staggering. There was like a, a guard's gate with a wall of cameras of every angle of their home. And I thought, my God, imagine having to live like this. Yeah, it's crazy. And then I got past that and saw the home and I was like, I'd be okay with it. Um, <laughs> would you say Khloe Kardashian has the best snacks? Ooh. 
You know what? Chris Jenner's got the best snacks. <gasps> she is. She is obviously, obviously the mummager of life and the grandmother of, from heaven. So right. she, she she fills that house with delicious snacks to lure all of her gorgeous grandchildren over. Can you talk to me about the green fridge, the fridge that is just all fresh green vegetables? Is that a status symbol? It's beautiful. You know, you know, um, a lot of people end up having chefs, mm-hmm. you know, and more than just the idea of having a chef, it's more about the idea of staying healthy and eating correctly. And so the green fridge situation is full of kale and things that, you know, they use on a daily basis to make to make smoothies, to make natural soups. I mean, it's, it's, yes, of course, it's a bit of a status symbol. We can't all have a fridge just devoted to kale. Uh-huh. But it also is, is used in everyday life, and it's part of their, you know, ritual of the day. Do you know, if I had a cool $85 million to spend on Cher's home, I think, like, for me, my top three things would be a personal chef, a green fridge, and Martin Lawrence Ballard designing my home. These would be my, for me, that's all I would do with I love your top three. They just were in the wrong order. Oh, sorry. Martin Lawrence Ballard, <laughs> followed by green fridge, and then the chef to cook with the green fridge. Is that better? There you go. Absolutely. I love that. I love that, I love that about you. Uh, thank you so much. You can't get a green fridge without someone to install that shit, okay? Uh, what house, whose house would you want to trade with? Because you're sitting in your beautiful home right now, I think in California, yes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Up in the Hollywood Hills. Wow. Um, whose home would I trade with? Ooh. You know whose home I really love mm. is Sharon Lozzie Osborne. Ooh. They have they have a beautiful Mediterranean villa that was built in the 1920s here, uh, here in Los Angeles that I helped them you know design and it's just a it's just a it's a big house but it's not too big mm. I think it's like twelve thousand square feet okay. the rooms are beautifully proportioned it's perfect for entertaining or it's perfect for two of you just snuggle up and watch a movie it's a really gorgeous livable house I'm not the person that wants to swap and live in the 40,000-square-foot house. I don't right. understand that. Yeah. But that house, I would be deliriously happy in. I love that. Uh, yeah. Okay, in the book, I mean, some of my favorite parts about this book is that you are unafraid to share a lot. You share some of the most unusual and over-the-top requests that you have received. So I would like you to talk through a few of them. And can we start with that sex room you mentioned earlier? Which one? Oh! <laughs> okay, how about the sex room that was made to look like a Chanel handbag? Oh, Is yeah, that... yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, you know, you know the, the number one request used to be a glam room. You know, mm. Everybody wanted a glam room where they could get ready in. Right. Now it is the sex room. Stop. So, yeah, yeah, people want a sex room. Now, when we say sex room, I don't mean it's like some black cave with a bunch of manacles hanging everywhere. These are chic, sophisticated fantastical fantasy spaces well if you're designing them yes you know we we did get a request from from a rather famous male star to do a sex room that looked like a black patent leather chanel handbag (gasps) meaning that all the walls were quilted in black patent leather and started with small gold studs and all of the sex toys were gold plated so they looked like the hardware of the chanel bag um, and the floor was covered in a in a, a custom made black cashmere carpet to represent the velvet lining of the interior of the bag. So, wow. if you've ever thought about having sex in a Chanel handbag, I know the room 
just ready and waiting for you. I mean, I've only ever thought about having sex for a Chanel handbag, but now I'll have to rethink it. Wow. Okay, what about the pool that somebody asked you to design in the middle of the living room? Oh my God, yes. Yeah, that was for a, for a member of a royal family. They wanted to blow out a room above and put in a giant, like, like sort of helter-skelter uh, slide and take a thousand square feet out of their 1500 square foot living room and put a swimming pool in the middle so they could sit on sofas and watch their kids flying down the, uh, the slide into the pool. Stop. So that they could have a comfortable space. Because God forbid you have to supervise your children in the backyard. I mean, why not just stay on the couch? God forbid. And you made that happen? Well, you know, I I can't tell you every secret, but it's highly likely. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) Okay. Wait, are there any other over-the-top requests that are featured in this book that we need to know about? I think mostly in the book. You know, we show all these sort of amazing closets because people are obsessed with the closets mm-hmm. and the idea that people are blowing out bedrooms and building houses just to house their clothing. And and so, uh, you know, I've done everything from 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 turning somebody's entire attic into basically uh, just like a high end dry cleaner. So they have that those systems that rack around the room and, and you press the button and they sort of, you know, move until you find your outfits. Uh, We've done all sorts of extraordinary things like that. Um, now that we do a whole thing where it's computer generated, where your outfits are photographed and then, they're, and then they're categorized and then you type into a computer and it tells you where in your closet that item is and they pop out on a rod. So there are extraordinary new things happening. Oh my gosh. I need that just to find like the dirty leggings that I can't find for school <laughs> drop off in the morning. You know, like, please, AI, tell me where those are. Yeah. Martin, I would not be able to let you go without uh, getting a little bit of design advice from you. Because decor trends come and go, it's really hard to keep up. I'm trying to redecorate my house right now. So selfishly, I just want your expert take on, you know, what we should be keeping, what we should toss in a game that I'm calling. Martin or Mart out. Mart in or Mart out. Oh, I like it. Thank okay. you so much. Okay, so I'm going to list some debatable decor. You tell me if it's Martin or Mart out as fast as you can. Are you ready? Okay. Sliding barn doors. Mart out. Absolutely. Carpeted bathrooms. Mart out. Wallpaper. Mart in. Mm. Live, laugh, love signs. Mart out. Inspirational signage of any kind. Mart out. Did you see J-Lo's wedding? <laughs> Mart out. Okay. <laughs> His and hers side-by-side toilets a la Megan Trainer. Oh, uh, Martin. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Why not? Why not? If you can do it, please. Gold or brass hardware? Uh, Martin. Brass is a big, big design statement. And and actually, gold, not bright, shiny gold like the 80s, but kind of like matted down gold, Mm. is having a moment. Just not for the floor of your garage. Exactly, exactly. Fake plants. Oh my God, Mart out. What? What if they're really good? No, you need life in your home. What if you don't have enough light and or energy to take care of a live plant? You need life, you need you need the energy of a plant, you need you need the beauty of natural things around here. 
Okay, fine, fine. I have a fake succulent in my kitchen and my mother was staying and one time I watched her water it. And I was like, well, that's a good sign. At least she thought it was real. Uh, books you've never read on shelves. You know what, Martin, because mm. I, I love a good library look. Mm. Macrame. Martin. <gasps> Still. Still a big thing, like macrame, hanging macrame baskets, mm-hmm. sort of big ferns and things. It's that sort of 70s, hippy-dippy, boho, mm-hmm. I'm in Brazil, I like it. I like that. Sponge paint. Oh, Mart out. Oh, okay, good, because I saw something that said it was coming back, and I was like, no, my entire childhood bedroom was sponge painted multiple colors. I, I can never see that come back. Large-scale photos of oneself in one's home a la the Kardashians. Well, it does depend who you are. I could say that's much out in. Okay, fair, right. Like, we don't want to see me, like a, a large nude of me in my bedroom. But if it's Winnie Harlow, I, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's all about the way it's styled. Fair enough. Uh, putting a TV over the fireplace. Uh, TV is a part of our life. As a TV personality myself, I would say Martin. And finally, the office, which is a closet turned into a mini office. Oh, Martel. Oh my God, I'd rather I'd rather use the dining table. The closet is a moment of holy, divine reflection. It is where we go to create our look, to recenter ourselves, to to to, to make you know a statement in the world. No one wants a desk in the middle of all of that. Uh, Martin, what if I told you I am essentially working out of a clothist right now? <laughs> I would say I'm very glad I can't really see it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how you play Martin or Martel. And finally, for anyone listening who wants a quick home refresh but doesn't have the budget or of share and might have children that could ruin everything, what is one thing that we can all do for like a cheap and cheerful refresh? A Duma switch. Oh, I love that. 25 bucks at Home Depot, a Duma switch. I it changes your life. Love that. Give us some ambiance, you feel me? Right? It's all about that. Listen, with a dimmer switch, you can turn up the volume or you can turn down the sexy. It, you, you know, you create instant atmosphere with it. Mm. Dim the lights, light the candle. Wow, who knows what's going to happen in the night? It's a $25 sex room, okay? For those of us who can't afford the Chanel one, you just get yourself a dimmer switch and set that sexy mood. You know what you else you it. could do for a quick style refresh? You could get... Martin Lawrence Ballard's book, Star Style. It is out now everywhere. It is the perfect Christmas gift. I have pre-ordered mine. It's my gift to myself. Um, You can follow Martin on everything at Martin Ballard. And I mean, Martin, this has been such a joy. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate it. You're so funny. You're so amazingly talented at what you do. I have been following your work since you were on that reality show so many years ago. Which, and which weirdly, is back on Netflix right now. Stop. Million Dollar Decorators yes. is on Netflix having a revival right now. It's That's crazy. where I first discovered you and I was like, this is yeah. my, this this person is like someone I need to know in my life. And here we are all these years later knowing yeah. each other. And I'm loving it. You're my new spirit animal. Oh, absolutely. Martin Lawrence <laughs> Ballard. Um, thank you so much. Go back to, you know, doing your multi-million dollar installs in Malibu, or I'm sure you have many. And thank you for your time. 
It was a pleasure. So fun. Thank you so much. And uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. And now I just have to say goodbye to you from my um, two by four foot clawfist. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, <time. laughs> Thank you. Martin Lawrence Ballard. Oh, I'm sorry. There is no other word to describe that man other than fabulous. As someone who has drooled over so much of his work, what a joy that was to phone him, even if I am going to have to completely redecorate my entire house. Most expensive call ever. After the break, Heidi and Spencer are expensive too. I'll tell you what they're charging to call you next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We are back, and I'm fixing to check my voicemail. I don't know what that means. Does that, does that make sense? Let's check it. Check, check, check your voicemail. Hi, Jesse. This is Dina from Toronto. I listen every Thursday. You make my commute so much better. Um, I was just wondering why you're not on Cameo. Um, it's my birthday this month and my best friend's birthday as well. And we actually looked up to see if you had uh, cameo service, and you don't. And I feel like that's a missed opportunity on your end. Um, so I was wondering if you could shout me out on your podcast as sort of a, a birthday cameo. Um, side note, I actually got a cameo once from Spencer Pratt and Heidi, um, and this was a few years ago before I really knew what cameo was. So I was so confused when I got a personalized birthday message from Spencer Pratt, my friend, had gifted it to me for my birthday at the time, and it was amazing. It was giving. Uh, he had champagne. He had crystals. Heidi did a little cameo. It was amazing. Uh, anyways, Jesse, hoping that you'll shout out my friend Krista and I for our birthdays, and thanks so much. Dina, first of all, yes, I will absolutely shout you out. Happy birthday to Krista and Dina from Toronto. You know what? Let me sing to you. Ala Enrique Iglesias. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I love that you listen on your commute. I hope you have incredible birthdays. And if I was doing this on Cameo, I'd blow a kiss to the camera and be like, love you, birthday babes. My. But I'm not. I'm not on Cameo. And you know what? People have asked me, but Jason, hear me out. I just think it's kind of embarrassing to charge people to send them a video. Like, just ask me, you know? Happy to do it. I don't know if I need to charge $39 for it. But then again, everyone seems to be on Cameo. Like, the stigma seems to be gone. They feel no shame. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, people I've heard can make make great money. I know. You know Luann from Real Housewives? Of course I do, she, yes. She like, has this funny scene where she's like recording cameos and she's like, yeah, I make like six figures like off of this. <gasps> like she's loving it. It's like a big source of income for her. It's amazing. But don't you think you have to be someone like Luann? There's something about getting someone who's like a little bit off to do a cameo. You know what I mean? Like, I think I would rather Heidi and Spencer send me a cameo than like Cindy Crawford. Like, yeah. I, truly, I want I want that sort of like D-list energy in my inbox. I looked up Heidi and Spencer, by the way, who delighted you, Dina, with a cameo. How much do you think they charge each for a video? Like a video from Spencer and or a video from Heidi. What are we paying, Jace? Guess. Um, 500? 250? 250. Oh, Jason, you should be on their management team oh. because they are $99 each. Oh, that's surprising. 99 for a video okay. from Spencer or Heidi. And it, please, Dina says you might even get an appearance from the other one because what else were they doing? So that's a bargain. That's a bargain. And now I know what I'm getting you for the holiday season, Jason. Um, I would like to also bless you all with Heidi's promotional video on Cameo. Hi, this is Heidi Montag Pratt here and I've joined Cameo. I'm really excited to give you guys shout outs for anything, birthday, life, Mom's night out, drinking, parties, I mean, really anything, you name it. Just happy to be alive. So check me out. Book me on Cameo.com. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Birthdays, weddings, drinking. <laughs> Why would you need a Cameo for Mom's night out? Like, when would you play Why it? Why would you need a Cameo <laughs> for drinking? <laughs> hey, Jason, want to go drinking? Let's get a Heidi Pratt Cameo to celebrate. Hey, ladies, moms, let's hit the town, but here's a cameo from Heidi to inspire us. Oh, it's so good. Jace, have you ever sent or received a cameo? I have received one for my birthday from, Ram okay, from Ramona from Real Housewives. <laughs> Since canceled, <laughs> we don't approve. Since canceled, no, we do not. But this was no. years ago, um, and it was, like, messy and funny and exactly what you would want. Exactly. You know, like that D-list cameo to be. Ex See? The picture that's being painted of Jason is so vivid. We've discussed Luann and Ramona cameos, yeah. so we know exactly <laughs> where you live in the Bravo <laughs> spectrum. Um, wow. I sent my friend Nathan a cameo from Chris Harrison. We, it's like it's great for a joke. You know what I mean? But my all-time favorite cameo actually went viral. It was one that my friend Jeff in Vancouver sent his mom from Smokey Robinson to okay. wish her a happy Hanukkah. Did you ever see this? No. Okay. I love it. This is from my friend Jeff to his mom. Hey, Marco. Listen. How you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me. 
but I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jared, and they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. <laughs> I have no idea no. what Chinooka is, <laughs> but happy Chinooka <laughs> because they said no. so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. I will never, I will never recover from this oh, cameo. No. Happy Chinooka. Oh, my God. And by the way, Jason, Chinooka is a week away. So happy Chinooka, whatever that is. <laughs> and happy birthday to Dina and Krista from me for free. Thank you for your message. Thank you always, phonies, for calling me and leaving me messages at 323-448-0068 or sliding into my DMs with a voice memo. I love hearing from you. I love seeing your reviews. It takes seconds to leave one for us. It helps the show a lot. Jason, is there any song that you're thinking about ending the show with? I mean, the options, like, I, Beautiful Girl has been in my head since, oh. since it's been sung. But like, you maybe so like, be- yeah. and, and Enrique. Yeah, we can't do Enrique Dirty like we did. Yeah. I feel that we must end the episode with not his karaoke performance from Montreal 2023, but his original vocal from 2001. So Rob, our technical producer, I think you should hit us with Escape. Ooh, yeah. Mm. I also just like sidebar want to discuss how Enrique Iglesias can play a stadium tour wearing cargo pants and a baseball cap. We need to step it up, Enrique. Pitbull is out here in a fucking tuxedo, okay? At the very least, take your hat off. I know you have a strong hairline. What are we hiding under there? It's like Phoenix Hilton (laughs) up in that stadium. Okay, I've got a big announcement happening next week. Be on the lookout for that. I can't wait to tell you more about it next week. And a fun guest, too, next week. It's going to be a big episode. Thank you again to Martin Lawrence Ballard. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Have a great week, phonies. We'll talk next Thursday. Yeah. Okay, I'm hanging up now. Bye. Sing it, Enrique. was created by our mom, Jessie Crookson. The executive producers are Jessie Crookson and Jason Yanba. The technical producer is Rob Perrot. The amazing theme song and sexy interludes are by Jay Melanowski from Badwin Soundclash. Phone a Friend is part of the A-Cast Creator Network. Credits are by us, Ray Gatika and Real Gatika. We're her kids. That's crazy, right? Wow, you're still listening? Okay, see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.